Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas, the real Slim Shady, now uh, joining us. Travis Brown, uh, a man that uh, well, does a nice job on this Texas A&M beat, loves to cover NIL, all kinds of things, and loves to cover agronomy. Uh, Travis, uh, welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. I've noticed on your Twitter it's basically turned into a sod. I think you're interested in some of the different sod farms around College Station as right over there on the practice fields and around Kyle Field. Boy, they're putting in the new sod. They're going to paint that. and Everything's going to be just beautiful around there. How is your day going other than me being late? And, by the way, I'm late because I got all excited talking Texas Rangers baseball with one of their play-by-play guys on the radio, and I and I look down, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, Travis is going to be upset with me. How are you, sir? I, I'm great. I just put my new uh, City Connect sticker on my water bottle over here because you know how, how much I'm into the uh, the City Connect uniform, so good, good for you and talking some Rangers baseball. Uh, hey, I'm just excited that they finally opened this new practice facility so I don't have to uh, sweat – my, my, my life off outside watching players stretch for 15 minutes before practice. I can, we can actually go into the nice climate controlled, uh, uh, new practice facility and, and, you know, life is good. So that's, that's really what I'm getting at with these, the sod tweets. Yeah, I like that. I like your, uh, and I, and I, by the way, I, I like a good sod farm. Terry Youngman, came from my hometown, Kaufman. He's an Aggie. He was in the Corps back in the late 60s, and uh, he grows all that grass they used over the years at the old ballpark in Arlington. Yeah. Not, the, not the current one, but the previous one. And I bet they'll, you know, every once in a while they call on him uh, for some of their grass down there in College Station. You, that's a great place to go if you want to learn how to grow some good grass. And, um, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, well, but now McKenna, a lot of times they the head of their Nick McKenna yeah, the their their groundskeeping crew uh was one of the guys that called up to first help out with that uh Field of Dreams game up in Iowa a couple years ago. <laughs> so that was pretty pretty cool to get to watch him go do that and catch up with him. So you know, I I, I dabble in some grass. Uh, be careful. You can mark that. You can mark that, too. <laughs> you don't want your parents hearing that. Uh yeah. Travis Brown confirming that he dabbles in grass. Now you're also writing about like international recruits, uh, Theo Malin Orstrom, hailing from um, Sweden. Um, this this is kind of interesting. I mean, you Stockholm. You never know what will come up. Now this came up in relation to a big injury. I don't know how big it is. I mean, I think he's a pretty good player. Uh, uh, this was Donovan Green. Uh, the news has been was confirmed earlier this week. He'll miss the season with a torn ACL. Now, I believe this is a tight end for the Ags. Have the uh do the Ags have some other some some other uh you know options there. This was a 6-4 245-pound sophomore and uh really put up some nice numbers according to PFF. Um but it does seem like a position where the Ags always seem to have some pretty good depth. How are they at that position? How big of a setback is that? Yeah, in, in the year 2023, they probably shouldn't have as many tight ends as they do. 
they they are they are squared away at the tight end position. Um, you know, Donovan Green actually even before he got hurt, he was kind of a little bit banged and bruised in the summer and was coming in slow. And uh, Jake Johnson was the guy taking most of the first team reps. He was a rising sophomore, and he's the brother of Max Johnson, who's one of the guys in the quarterback battle, um, and you know, son of of Brad Johnson, the the NFL quarterback extraordinaire. Uh, and so I think most people were actually expecting him uh, at least to be the the pass-catching tight end option to start the season with Donovan Green kind of slowly working into things, but he's going to be gone for the year. They also have Max Wright, who's a senior. He's the, he's the blocking tight end. He's the guy that will be brought in to help the offensive line, help the run game a little bit. Um, he's not much of a pass catcher, but he's a senior and uh, a team leader and uh, a guy that they, they – like to wheel in to talk to us media types uh, pretty pretty frequently, so he'll he'll be out there as well. But yeah, and then then they also have Theo Melanolstrom, who uh, it was the the number one recruit out of Sweden. I don't I, I can't quote you how many other guys were behind him, uh, but he he was the number one recruit out of Sweden two years ago and uh, uh, has uh, put on some 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 size uh, that you know Damani Richardson says he kind of looks like Thor out there, one of his his fellow Norseman, uh, and uh, he uh, he caught eight passes in the scrimmage the Aggies had the other day and uh, is really uh, improving. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been interesting to see uh, see his development, his work here. I know there's a, a local chef, uh, Chef Ty, here in, in, in College Station who invited him over and cooked him like a, like a native Swedish meal or something like last year, and that made the rounds on social media. So he's – He's finding himself quite at home here in uh, in, in Aggieland. Have you had a Swedish meal? Is this a chef that you've uh, – have you taken your bride over there and, and tried out some of the uh, Swedish fare there in College Station? I know a lot of people have, uh, moved to College Station just for the some of the international flair that they have. <laughs> does, does Ikea meatballs count? <laughs> I think it's about as Swedish hey. as I've gotten. I'll tell you what, I've got some people in my family who enjoy a hot dog at Costco. All right, some of those kind of places. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. The hot dog at Costco is a big player. Now, A&M quarterback situation. Tell me, how how is that fleshing out? And uh, give us an update on, on kind of what you're hearing. I mean, Bobby P, Bobby P's in town. We believe he's calling the plays. Jimbo's looking over his glasses, seeing how everything's going. Are you getting Are you getting a feel for how that operation is going? I know they try to keep you guys at arm's length, but uh, how do you think the Bobby P uh, transition is going? And remind me, does Bobby does Bobby like to get up in the press box and and call everything from up there? He's not a guy who tries to get down there next to the players, is he? You know, we asked him that. So, so to start off with, with your question, you know, I was we were pleasantly surprised that at our little A&M local media day a week or so ago, we actually got to talk to, to Bobby P and both quarterbacks uh, who were mm. vying for that position. Mm. So uh, a little more insight than, than we normally get, uh, so which was, which is, I guess, good for us. But uh, we asked Bobby P uh, if he would be up in the press box or if he'd be down on the field. And his kind of sidestep answer was uh, he, he makes decisions when, when he, when he has to make decisions, but was leaning a little bit more towards the, the, the press box. I think he said it kind of depends on as he gets to know these quarterbacks a little bit better, their demeanor, specifically when things maybe don't go their way, 
Um, probably if it's something that he feels like they can handle that on their own, uh, he can put himself up in the press box to get a better vantage point. But if he feels like he needs to manage emotions, he, he might be on the sidelines. Um, as far as the quarterbacks go, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a little bit surprised that it's this much of a, a battle other than the fact that if they are trying to keep Max Johnson around, I think everyone expects it to be Connor Wegman uh, coming out of camp. Uh, Max Johnson is the one that has the more experience. And, you know, with how things have worked out with a COVID year, getting hurt last year. The, 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 the ironic part about all this is Max Johnson and Connor Wegman are both listed in the roster this year as sophomores, even though Max Johnson's been playing since 2020 uh, and been in college <laughs> since 2020. So they, they now somehow have the same amount of eligibility. Um, but, I, you know, you look at the, the deep analytics um, comparing the two releases from last season, Connor Wegman has the, the faster release, um, he has a more accurate ball beyond 20 yards, something that they've talked a lot about, about trying to throw it a little bit deeper, widen up the field a little bit, especially with Evan Stewart and uh, Noah Thomas, some of these wide receivers have. He's, he's more accurate downfield, um, and his decision-making, he, he's more comfortable in the playbook, more comfortable as a, as a college quarterback. I would be shocked if it wasn't Connor Wigman, but, you know, Max Johnson does have the, the – two more years of experience than um, Connor Wegman does, including one year where he played just about every game for the uh, LSU Tigers before transferring over. And you just never know what that experience can kind of turn into. So um, yeah, I, I would, every stat indicates that it should be Connor Wegman of, of, of really any importance. He's better under pressure. He's better when they're blitzing. Uh, but, you know, uh, Jimbo Fisher. And, and here's the other thing about this too. I know he has Bobby Petrino helping to make this decision this year, but Jimbo Fisher just flat out got it wrong last year. They went with Haynes King first. Uh, while he put up some okay numbers, it wasn't great. They ended up having to go to Max Johnson, kind of both because of play and an injury. Uh, and Max Johnson was okay, but he got hurt. And then they went to Connor Wigman, and Connor Wigman was the one who actually posted up a good win against LSU at the end of the season and seemed to be able to move a pretty stagnant offense. So it, it, by every indication, he, he got it wrong last year, and, and I think there's a little bit of pressure on, on him and Bobby Petrino to, to get it right this year, and I think getting it right is Connor Wegman. I feel like that Max has hung around, though, and continues to battle. You know, a lot of those co- if you think you're not going to win the job, which it looks like he wasn't for a long time there, you just go. You go somewhere where you can start for sure, and I, I kind of appreciate guys – That'll stick around and do that. Brad Johnson, one of the great check-down quarterbacks. Uh, Jerry Jones was so mad at Jason Garrett when he brought Brad Johnson in that time, and and, and he wasn't, you know, he, he just didn't have anything left, and he couldn't throw a ball more than ten yards downfield. And they 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 were in bad. Romo got hurt, and they were in bad bad shape with Brad Johnson. Just a little aside there for you, Travis, as you. Uh, as you analyze the work of young Max Johnson. Now, Brad seems to have some awesome setup. Like, this kid grew up and his brother, who's the tight end, with some unbelievable backyard, which is not shocking for an NFL quarterback, but apparently he's got, like, the tennis courts, the hoops. Like, like it's, it's a different level of, uh, of, what, of what Brad Johnson has installed. I think I saw something like that um, recently. Uh, but... Uh, Travis Brown joining us from the Eagle. You can read his work, and uh, I like to kind of see 
what he's uh, tweeting about and that kind of thing. Now, on the on the, the O-line, I saw you kind of brag that Jimbo was bragging on, I think it was Crownover, who's a Baylor legacy, I might add. Uh, pretty pretty solid player. Well, who are the uh, – but, but like, on, as far as – you mentioned some of those wide receivers. Evan Stewart, I feel like I've been hearing his name a long time. If the Aggies are to – you know, maybe exceed the expectations, which are about 23rd in the country right now. Other than the quarterback play, is it the defense has to stand out and and be, I mean, could this possibly be an attacking defense that causes a lot of turnovers? Or is there still so much youth that you feel like there may be a year away from really making some noise in the SEC? You know, I think as far as the defense goes, I think it might have a little bit less to do with the players and a little bit more to do with the scheme. You know, I talked to, uh, who was it? Was it Spencer Rattler, one of the quarterbacks at at SEC uh, Media Days this year who had uh, been around for a little bit. And and I I said, you know, what was the difference between going up against, uh, no, it was was, uh, Will Rogers at uh, Mississippi State. I said, what was the difference between going against Mike Elko's defense and DJ Durkin's defense? He said, well, you know, with Mike Elko, they were going to bring. They were going to bring heat. They were going to put pressure on you. They were going to bring different blitzes, uh, do some exotic stuff, and and uh, you were going to have pressure. But he said with DJ Durkin, when he went back and watched what he did at Ole Miss, uh, it was a lot more conservative. They weren't bringing guys. They were just doing different kinds of things with coverages, and they carried that same strategy right over. And they ended up losing to Mississippi State because he, he knew exactly what was coming. And so I'd be really curious to see if D.J. Durkin gets a little bit more um, aggressive with the pass rush this year, the, the pass rush was just not very good last year, and they might need to put a little bit of pressure on uh, to see. So I think I'm more curious to see how D.J. Durkin changes things up, maybe more so than the players, because mm. uh, the players, um, they, they, have a, they have everybody you could want more on the defensive line. Uh, linebacker, uh, we'll have to see. And then defensive secondary, it should be outstanding. So I think the defense, for the most part, is there. Let's just see if the scheme matches up with it. All right, I like that. I mean, you know, maybe maybe mix it up a little. Maybe, maybe Dan Quinn this thing up. Bring them from all over the place. Maybe get a little pressure from up the middle. I mean, if you got some of these horses, defensive linemen, move them around a little bit. Maybe get some position flex going there and uh, – well, I like I like that. Asking Durkin to maybe uh, maybe bring the heat a little bit. Trav always uh, always fun to catch up, man. People, our A and M audience always looks forward to it. We got a ton of Aggies in Central Texas, all the way you know, and we can almost be heard right there on the outskirts of College Station and Bryan. So uh, really appreciate you uh, being on with us today. For you, Matt, anytime. I appreciate that attitude. Uh, There he goes, Travis Brown from the Eagle in Bryan College Station by way of TCU and Lake Highlands, Texas. All right. uh